Hello and welcome back to Radar, the music podcast showcasing the creative output from London and beyond. I'm James Arlington, I'm an artist and producer, and in each episode I'm joined by artists, students and industry professionals to take an in-depth look into their musical journey as well as the projects that they're passionate about. In this episode, I'm joined by Gareth Donkin, a singer-songwriter, producer, and multi-instrumentalist. I've enjoyed Gareth's music for quite some time now, so it was great to catch up and have a conversation. And we talked about the release of his debut album, Welcome Home, his journey into music, and the importance of creative freedom and collaboration. Firstly, Gareth, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it, James. I I feel like this one's been a long time coming because I've been a fan of your music for quite a while now and I've kind of wanted to have this conversation for a while. So thank you for doing it, man. Not at all. Not at all. It's a pleasure. Uh, For the listeners who maybe have seen your name before or have maybe heard some of your music but can't quite put the face to the name, how would you describe yourself, man? What do you do? Oh, I get this quite a bit and I never know how to answer. Um, So... I think where I landed last time was like, I guess, a soul pop kind of yacht rock fusion. Like I, I like I'm, I make a lot of stuff. Mm. Uh, I make whatever I like, to be honest. But I think I think soul is the nice kind of overarching bracket for me. For sure, man, for sure. I think that one thing that strikes me about your music upon first listen uh, was just like, it it feels timeless, man. That's so kind, man. You've taken so much inspiration from kind of the 70s and the 80s and and those genres that you just said are so evident all the way through. How do you think listening to music growing up and like your inspirations have kind of shaped your sound? Well, I'm fortunate to have grown up in a really musical and music-loving household. So... You know, I had I had Michael Jackson, Jamiroquai, Earth, Wind & Fire, um, a lot of greats um, playing around my house growing up, which definitely informed um, my love for that kind of music. Um, I also I also just had such such a natural fascination with it as a child growing up, and I paid a lot of attention a lot of attention to whatever was going on in the music I was listening to. Mm. So, you know, in terms of harmony and structure, and I was like, how are they doing that? How are they doing that? Just just, just always, always wanted to, like, figure out what was going on in the tracks that I love and grew up around. Um, and then, I, you know, I had, I had piano lessons growing up. I had vocal lessons. My mum's a conductor. Um, and so she would, like, organise various little choirs that I would get a part of and so like that like like being a being a bit of a choir boy when I was younger as well definitely very nice informed my like singing and like vocal stacks sort of stuff um and uh yeah and then probably like the like one of the biggest turning points for me was I think when I was around 11 I started playing I, I started jazz piano lessons for some weird reason and okay. I uh just I just I think I just really I loved I loved the sound of jazz I thought it was cool it was cooler than doing do re mi you know <laughs> so uh like yeah that's that's about it really as far as upbringing and like you know where it all kind of stems from so for sure man and I think that evidence of harmony really comes through you know we open with till the end of time and it kind of just is this like forefront of like harmony and instrumentation and like everything just sort of builds up and it kind of sets the tone for the album so I think that those inspirations that you've mentioned definitely come through like from the get-go thank you man yeah I, I mean I 
I'm I'm glad. I guess I I love I love that that music that like old school sound. The seventies, eighties, nineties, pretty much everything before I was born mm. is what has shaped and informed my own like musical projects. And I'm just happy that that comes across because Welcome Home is really just a nod to all of my idols and inspirations um and all of the music that i've been listening to that has shaped like what this project is and what it means to me so yeah and i i don't know if you get this but quite often when people ask me what i'm listening to i'm kind of just one of those people that goes oh i'm listening to everything and people are kind of just like oh you're one of those people no but it's like but it's it's not that it's not that kind of everything it's like Mm. oh man i don't know there's everything like a bit of everything, but and then there's like everything. Like we're talking <laughs> bossa nova to freaking to metal. I don't know, man. Like anything. Like probably not metal for me, but like you know, <laughs> I, I don't know, like any like man. I will go from one day being in an absolute samba like samba boat, and then. Then, then I just I I listen to the police, you know, like I've like, it's just so much variety in what I listen to, and so much comes in like into what I do. So yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, before we know you as as the Gareth Duncan that you are now, we kind of uh, we were introduced to Master Soulboy back in the day. Yeah. Do you want to talk about how you made that transition between Master Soulboy to Gareth Duncan, and kind of what inspired you to do that? Yeah, so I actually, so I actually started as Gareth Donkin, and I think during lockdown, I kind of got, I just got a bit bored, and I was thinking to myself, like, what if I, I don't know, what if, what if I just, just go under a different alias completely, as opposed to using my, my own name. I guess I was a bit scared at that point about using my own name. Mm. And then I made a made a lockdown decision to change my name. And it came from this article that I read about 50 ways to experience the master soul. Um, and it had a load of, there was a load of stuff in this article that I was really resonating with. And it was super cool. Um, not very spiritual stuff, but it was just, just really resonated with me. So I, decided just kind of master soul boy boy being a student of the master soul and the practices of sort of thing and so um it stuck and uh i loved it as a handle and as a thing as a stage name but then i just kind of outgrew it i don't know just it's like in the space of like a year and a half or so i was just like actually i don't know i and I, i i kind of i felt the name was like ever so slightly problematic uh in the in the how it can be like the i guess the like the insinuates is i guess the the connotations that could have been drawn from that so i decided it was best to return to using my own personal name and i'm happier for it to be honest i'd like there was something really exciting about starting fresh and it was about like i want to say october October time of last year when I announced I was going to go back to using my name and uh, mm-hmm. that was really exciting for me. It kind of marked the fresh start, you know, and then followed by an album and two singles. So, yeah. 
that's about it, really, man. It had a good run, man. It had a good run for sure. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, it did. I completely agree with you, though, in terms of kind of putting music out as your sort of under your own name, because currently I release music under James Arlington, and obviously Arlington's not my real surname. So I think for me, I don't know about you, but I kind of, there's almost this weight of expectation on releasing music under your own name because it's so deeply connected to you. It's kind of like, it is just you and there's no other way of hiding it. No, exactly. And that was my thinking at the time. Um, I was, it was either going to be, for a while, I was going to go back, to, I was going to go to be, um, I was going to use Gareth Andrew and Andrew is my middle name. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it just didn't really sit with me for a while. Um, although at the time I was still hesitant to go back to Gareth Donkin. So I was just thinking of loads of random different surnames as well. So that was, but I couldn't, there's nothing I could land on better than just my own name. But I don't think yeah, you're right with the, the pressure with that. Like I can't imagine how, I don't know, a lot of these bigger artists or celebrities must feel using their own name also ties in with their brand image as well. It's like, yeah. And you don't want to be packaged up like that or into like a brand, but like, I, yeah, it's uh No, I get what you mean because you want the freedom of it, but then there's you also don't want there to be that sort of pressure on you. For sure. It's just, it is you and it's sort of unapologetically you. There's no other way of showing it. And especially with the music that you're putting out, it kind of, it represents you because you are the brand and, and you are the image. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for me... I just settled on Arlington because I've, I have some family that live on a road uh, in London that that has that name. So I no just way. thought that sounds cool. Nice. That is cool. And unfortunately, Bird was already taken by quite a big country singer in America. So I just thought, <laughs> oh, damn it. Fair. Yeah, I mean, let's let's we've kind of briefly mentioned the album, so let's let's kind of go into that. I mean, sure, ma'am. This has been quite a long process for you in terms of putting it all together and packaging it up. Yeah, it has. How did that all begin? Oh. Well, I've sort of, I've had the dream to release a body of work of some kind since about 2019. And it's taken on various different forms. So for a while it was going to be a mixtape, for a while it was going to be an EP, and then it was going to be two EPs, and then album. And I'm glad we landed on that because, like, I love the old school medium. Again, like, just really, I'm, a, I'm an album guy, so I thought... Like, yeah, like first big statement. And given I hadn't released, I hadn't released any music for a while before I put out an album and like geek out my single before the album. Um, so I just, yeah, I, I guess I just wanted to, I, I just wanted to put something out that reflected where I was at and what I was listening to and kind of who I am. It's an introduction like home in my mind is, well, it's like, it is like my mind. Welcome home was just kind of me kind of, I don't know, like introducing everyone to who I am and what I, what I love musically and such so for sure yeah um it's very it's very simple there's no deeper meaning it's not even a conceptual project by any means it was just you know music i was writing when i was very happy happily in love too and uh i think i think it really reflects that and um yeah it's been a this has been an ongoing thing for the last like three years not 
the whole way through, like things have happened, life's happened in between, but I've been working towards, I'd been working towards that moment since I want to say around late 2019 to around 2020. Yeah, definitely. And and what an introduction. I mean, it, it's such a sort of uplifting release. And I think I think that, that that sense of happiness and that sense of love and all of these emotions like really come through. So I mean, congratulations, you, man. man. It's doing really well. Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm I'm just happy it's out there now, finally. For sure. And you've got it on vinyl as well. Yeah, man. It's uh, That's crazy. It's that that was that was the biggest uh that was the craziest thing of all, I think. And I think and and knowing that the vinyl is selling well and like people are receiving it super well i have and globally as well yeah true like seeing seeing it pop up in shops in tokyo and and south korea is and and just uh it's just it's it's above and beyond what i could ever i don't know what i could i have ever imagined so mm. yeah and man. for it's for a debut release on an independent label i think that the level of reach it's had is really commendable especially considering you know we've kind of just come out of a couple of years where not much was happening in the music industry you know everyone was tied down from lockdown and for it to sort of have the reach it's had in such a short amount of time you must be so happy with it yeah man i i really am i really am um i just like i said so happy that it's finally seen the light of day like all this all this music i've been sitting on for ages and there's so much more now i think it was a matter of timing and like uh, just just the right people the right team around me to make it happen um a bit of trial and error but like you know we did it and I, i'm so i'm beyond happy and excited for what's to come of this of of this project um it it's i think it's still i think it's, it's there's still a lot of a lot of room left to grow she's a she's a baby so i'm like i'm happy to see where it goes and hopefully take it further and play play more shows for people that's the main thing like getting out there and doing that yeah man exciting times ahead thanks man yeah so throughout the process of recording the album, uh, you've sort of emphasised in the past how important collaboration is to you. And uh, this time around, you've worked with a real mix of musicians like Dan Desoy, Will Pusey, Parthenope, and of course, Just Love Hall, who actually appears on one of the tracks as a feature artist. How does having another person in the room sort of affect your creative process? And how often do you write with other people these days? Well, I've up to... Up to the point of working on this album, I had always been I'd, I'd been fairly hesitant of who I work with and quite selective in like my collaborations. Yeah, for sure. I've always kept my circles pretty tight, um, but like I've had a complete shift in mindset in the past, like within the last three months or so. I want to say like. When uh, when it comes to production, um, collaboration, in particular, I just enjoy. I really enjoy bouncing off others in a room, um, and seeing what comes of it these days. Mm. Which is, I, I, I never, I not never, but I didn't think I'd get to that place so soon. And uh, yeah, it's been exciting. I I enjoy it, man, and I I enjoyed it with the album as well. And like you know, working with Dan and Will 
is is always uh is always a treat for me. They're like my two best friends and they are just two very incredibly talented musicians. Um I think we're we've we we've kind of we kind of worked out a thing and uh like I uh like a we got kind of got into a groove um in whilst we were in uni and doing what we were doing, which was awesome. Um equally working with just love hall but overseas um, of course, and yeah. facetiming and messaging um was cool too it's it's different and uh i also worked with it was also a remote collaboration with parthenope and a few other um collaborators on the project such as dilip who's based out in la sick um i've always yeah like i say i just i've always kept my circles pretty tight but love it so much being in the same room as someone with the same end goal as you mm. um to create a banger basically is it's just it's great and uh i um i really enjoy it man to in short yeah and i mean you've done some production work for just love hall in the past yes uh, do you want to maybe talk a little bit about that how you guys got together sure man i mean just just was one of the first people i met um in in music in this in the kind of soundcloud circles uh that i came came up with um i always really really admired just and um our good friend fully fully surfing we've got a track together called tropics banger and that's uh thank you it's uh and there's a funny one now that came up man i just um i posted a i posted a reel back in like 2019 or like a post back then and um, they picked it up. Both of them were like, can we use this? And I was like, sure, nothing was going to happen with it anyway. So um, it was those chords and the, um, like the beat at the beginning. Uh, and then they just completely switched it up. And I just ever since have loved working with them and watching those two grow in particular. Um, I think they're amazing artists and deserve everything and uh i just i felt it was so full circle and cool to have just involved on my project too because he he's he's always been a great friend and like you know looked out on me looked out for me and checked in on me like from afar which is always so so appreciated and so so cool and we've we just had a cool friendship over the years so i'm, I'm so happy that we got to get one in together and like he could be on my first project too because like you know he's a he's a huge part of my journey and like career so far i i love the guy yeah nice man that must have felt really special shout out just shout out just for sure yeah yeah i super 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 cool um and just i mean the amount he shared and spoke about the album the amount of people he's been telling about it it's just yeah he's he's great man uh we we both we've we've got a lot of, lot of love for each other and i can only only hope i know i know we're going to do more together it's just yeah i've met some really cool people along the way man i'm just so happy that he could he could get involved um on that track too he he killed it he bodied it Absolutely. I mean, the first track I heard of his, I think was probably like 2018 or 2019. I think he had a track called Them Waters. And it was like, 
I remember seeing him on appear on this album and thinking, oh shit, I know I know this guy from somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I kind of put two and two together. So it was a sort of very sick moment for someone who'd, who'd listened to both of you to kind of join forces in that sense. That was right. really special. Yeah, man. I yeah, so I'm I'm so ha- I'm so happy it happened. And I mean, you you we kind of talked briefly about the production there. I mean, you you also sort of produced uh, pretty much all of the album as well. Kind of, do you want to talk a bit about the process behind that and kind of you know what you're using? Kind of maybe a few techniques. I mean, we kind of talked a bit about before we came on about the vary speed. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Which is a, a common theme and a, <laughs> a a classic inconvenience for people who want to try and play along at home. <laughs> um, I yeah. So I so I produce on Ableton Ableton Live, um, and that's my that's that's my it's been my door of choice since I was thirteen. Um, wow. And I'm now twenty four. So I've been using Ableton for. Nearly eleven years, which is a bit mad um, to think about, but I, um, yeah, I, I only really started. I want to say I only really started taking it seriously around 2016, 2017. That's when I was like, okay, I really want to do this. Like, okay. I want to do this more than anything. And so I just, I every single day, I did nothing but make music. Like from then on. Um, and and you know even whilst I was in school I was I was the kid at the back the annoying kid at the back of class like headphones on hood up <laughs> like just making beats with like I I loved it and uh, my teachers hated it but I loved it and uh, that's just I you know I think since then yeah I've done nothing but wanna like f- continue to further my sound and and. Um, make yeah, make music that I just really, I don't, I really really love. The I mean the the music that I really hit I hear in my head and I want to put down. Um, that was that that's always been the aim. I'd say, as far as techniques go, um, I'm still. I I feel like I'm still learning more and more about the software as I go. Mm. I still get into sessions with people and people teaching me commands that I had no idea existed or this, <laughs> yeah, this, sure. that, and the other. I'm like, wait, what? No way! Like, and I'm kicking myself because I've had it for so long. But man, I don't know. It's just as far as techniques go, just. Just, just, just trying stuff out that's that's unfamiliar to you is so important, and repetition, and at least devoting at least half an hour a day to production and doing, um, just just doing something. I don't know whether it's mm. making a four bar loop or, um, whatever. It's um that repetition is 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 so it's invaluable so um yeah oh man i mean that in itself is a technique man like that what the repetition you mean i mean yeah i mean sitting down and kind of just allowing yourself to have that sense of right i'm going to sit down i'm going to do four bars and just not expect anything to come from it but but still putting that time in yes that's 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 a technique in itself for sure 100% well 
Yeah, there you go. I think that's my top. <laughs> that's my top tip, really. Top and, tip. Uh, and being a little bit curious in 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 the in the like what your I don't know what kind of samples you're after, um, and just just doing some deep diving into your favorite music as well, and copy your influences because that's what I did for the mo for the good. For the most part, the la- the good first three four years of making music, I was just I was just trying to be Tom Mish, Disclosure, Catronada, and mm. like until I sort of landed on something that felt felt unique to me, or at least, and I'm still working on it and like figuring it out as I go, but. Yeah, man. I mean, Im- imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, I was just, I was just, yeah, doing just that, like trying to sound like my favorite people, until I suddenly had a light bulb moment, and it like everything, everything changed. So, and it will happen to everyone if you just keep doing it and put and consistency as well. So important, but. Those are just quite basic things, but... No, for sure, man. And it's nice when you go from sort of having those inspirations to also like doing bits and pieces with them as well. Mm. I mean, uh, I remember in the... I think it was probably lockdown, you did the B. Howards uh, that Disclosure reshared. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So stuff like that, man. I, I mean, it can be really rewarding to then go from having people like that as an inspiration to then kind of doing bits and pieces that are maybe seen by them or 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 bits and pieces of work with them. So that must be really rewarding as well. Absolutely. It's very, it's like, that's, that was very full circle when, when Disclosure were on to what I was doing as well. Cause they, they were like the first, they were, that was, that was the, the turning point for me. Um, when I was like 13, my older sister bought me their debut album Settle on CD. Mm. And I was just, I was just, it was a whole new world. And, uh, and mate, they were only like 16 when that came out as well. No, literally, literally. So it's like ridiculous. 10 years on. Yeah, it's amazing that like they 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 know and rate what I'm doing. So, yeah. For sure, man. And even people like them, like Guy and Howard have always emphasized that to come from using like stock plugins and stuff like that in Logic to kind of where they are now they're they're still quite true to their roots they're not trying to be anyone that they're not and now that they're independent they've got that sense of creative freedom 100 percent. we kind of briefly talked about this before we started but the deal that you're on now with drinks and water is so freeing because you can still be your be your true self and it still comes through in the music that you're making you're not trying to please anyone right right and it's so it's so important it's so important and that's that's why I shy I I've shied away from major labels over the years and just that kind of that that's situation. But like I said, like I feel like they might be listening to artists a bit more now. So the landscape's changing. I don't know for sure. Maybe it's still as I don't know. But um No, yeah. for sure, man. I mean there's still work to be done in terms of sort of developing these artists on their own accords, but I think that unfortunate as it is we're in the short form era putting together a team that you really trust to deliver that content is is really important and it feels as though you're in a really good position and like the there's like there's little to no pressure when it comes to delivering on the social media side of things which 
is also really good for me because mm-hmm. I, I kind of, I've always liked to make reels on my own accord and like do it the way I like to do it. And, uh, yeah. and so as I was saying to you before, um, it's so important and I, yeah, I'm, I'm super grateful for that freedom and patience from my team too. <laughs> I like, yeah, it's, it's great. And, uh, also happy for disclosure that they're in this place with alchemy and releasing for themselves it's awesome i mean especially you know they were so young when they signed that first big deal 17 18 like to come out of that like where they are now and to have built up even more of an audience during covid like it's really admirable especially with you know artists of, of their level of almost prestige and and expertise because they're still so down to earth. Yeah. And it, it comes through in the music as well. I mean, I, I listened to a, a Tape Notes podcast recently that they did and they just said, you know, that the era of, of writing alchemy for them was just writing music that, that they wanted to make. You know, they were independent. They didn't want to make anything that was to a particular brief or a particular quantity of music. It was just all on their own accord, here's what we're going to do, here's how we're going to put it out. And even for independent artists now, I think that's more important than ever to just sort of express that level of creative freedom and have that. Fully, fully. I couldn't agree with you more, man. But, um, I mean, we're kind of we're kind of towards the end now, but the, the main thing that I suppose people want to know is, what have you got coming up? Ooh, um, well, what can we expect from me in 2024? 2024 Gareth Donkin, what is going on? Well, um, you can expect a shorter form project from me. Um, there, there is an EP in the works. It's in my belly, and uh, amazing. I'm, I'm really looking forward to putting more time and um, and energy into that, um, and for it to also see the light of day. Because um, I love Welcome Home, but like these new tracks that I'm working on truly reflect where I'm at as a producer and artist now. Like so many of those songs were written a long time ago. And so I'm excited to share where I'm at more present, like presently, like currently. In the moment, um, yeah. In the moment. And uh, yeah, uh, what else have we got? Uh, I want to play shows. And I, I think you can expect to see me uh, hopefully at some festivals this year, at some sick, um, uh, some headlines potentially. Uh, we're looking at, uh, we're looking at maybe throwing a headline show towards the summer, which would be awesome. Um, and I've got a couple of support things coming up as well, so I'll be playing with some, some sick musicians and. Uh, yeah, just also back on the back on the content and real grind. I reckon just a bit more, Fantastic. more more beats and sketches sort of thing. Um, because I love doing that. I love just sharing random beats that I've been working on. So yeah, that's that's what I'm looking at, and hopefully just continue to push and make noise about Welcome Home because it's still it's still got life to give and. Uh, people to reach i feel so 100 yeah. man um i think you can ex- expect even more from me this year than last year wow it's a bold statement we'll see well not maybe not maybe not okay in, in, in terms in terms in terms of like music delivery maybe not but like 
<laughs> I not it won't be won't be releasing an album this year, I don't think. But yeah. You've got to give it time to brew. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean you mentioned briefly there about headline shows. I mean you had your first proper one last year at Colours in Hoxton. Yeah, uh that was that was amazing, man. I uh yeah, that was su- super super cool um to celebrate the album's release and do it with a lot of familiar faces and also new faces. It was awesome. Yeah, beautiful venue as well, man. I've had a couple of friends play there. It's just really feels very intimate. Yeah, colors and 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 the there's like this this really cool light sheet on the wall I don't, on the ceiling. I don't know how they mm. do it, but it's so cool, so vibes. But um, yeah, I remember I remember being at Colors for the first time and just kind of being like. I don't think I've ever been to a venue this small that has lighting this cool. Yeah, I know. I know. But <laughs> so sick. Yeah. Yeah. Real honor to play there. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully some more headline shows in the or maybe one or two. We'll see. But um definitely more smaller performances here and there too that I can invite people to. So Exciting yeah. stuff, man. Well, it's it's nice to catch you at the start of a new year because I I feel as though there's a lot of uh, exciting and juicy things coming up. Man, absolutely. And uh, well, we, I'll be sure to check in with you at the end of the year, <laughs> let you know how it's all going. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Dude, thanks for having me. It's been, un, been, a, been an absolute pleasure. And uh, yeah, keep on it, man. We're looking forward to hearing more. Appreciate it, James. Thank you. Thank you, Gareth. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Radar. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate it five stars through your podcast platform. Remember, you can catch us on social media through all of the ICMP channels. And if you want to get involved in future episodes or suggest guests, you can email us radarpodcast at icmp.ac.uk.